This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. It's the 98th highest ranked comedy interviews podcast on Apple Podcasts in Hong Kong. To all my listeners in the special administrative region of the People's Republic of China, to everyone else, enjoy the show. It's Monday, September 21. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. Associate Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing away tonight from complications of pancreatic cancer. The tiny woman with towering intellect and historic stature was a women's rights pioneer. Ginsburg became an iconic figure in American life, a tireless advocate for women's rights and a reliable anchor to the court's liberal wing. Her Those voices are discussing Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the late Supreme Court justice that, unlike Sean William Scott, Anna Nicole Smith, and Haley Joel Osment will leave behind a lasting positive legacy as a public figure with three names. As the country mourns an iconic jurist that served as a crucial counterweight on the nation's highest court, Republicans leading the charge to fill her position are asking themselves a solemn question. Who is going to issue the dissent over us dancing on her grave? Only the second woman ever to sit on the Supreme Court, Justice Ginsburg spent over 27 years on the bench, more than Alex Rodriguez and Tim Tebow combined. Throughout her tenure, she survived multiple bouts of colon, lung, and pancreatic cancer, underwent heart surgery, and even fractured three ribs in her Supreme Court office, presumably while straining to pick up all the empty scattered beer cans left behind by the court's most junior associate. And her career was, indeed, remarkable, slightly more so than the careers of those salespeople on LinkedIn sharing tips on how the pandemic can improve your prospecting. Ginsburg's landmark cases promoted gender equality, defined insider trading, legalized same-sex marriage, preserved voting rights, upheld women's health rights and the right to abortion, and played a loud dissenting role in Bush v. Gore, reminding us that we're mere months away from approaching Florida's vicennial opportunity to botch a course-changing election. In the notable case of District of Columbia v. Theodore Westby, she even fought in favor of police accountability under the Fourth Amendment, after 16 defendants sued D.C. police for breaking up a supposed 1 a.m. bachelor party, said to have been arranged by a person called Peaches or Tasty who wasn't in attendance, which was taking place in her grandson's inherited house, and featured an improvised strip club on a floor so filthy that people refused to sit on it, preferring to lounge near the metal folding chairs and the used condoms scattered across the windowsills. Now, you might think that sounds disgusting, but I'm pretty sure I'm quoting from Justice Ginsburg's dissent when I say, you've got to fight for your right to party. As soon as her blood stopped passing through her coronary arteries, Republicans swiftly put their cold hearts into action, promising to fill her empty seat as soon as it was possible to remove the lifetime of left-leaning jurisprudence from the upholstery. In spite of the so-called McConnell rule, invented by the Senate Majority Leader in 2016 in order to prevent a vote on Merrick Garland, a man whose name sounds like a pharmaceutical company, who served as President Obama's nominee to replace Antonin Scalia, a man whose name sounds like a lizard-based appetite on the menu of a three-star Italian restaurant. Because 2016 was an election year, the rule apparently will not apply in 2020. It's kind of like playing a game of Monopoly, in which, despite the way that you've always played, you remind the hat that they're not allowed to take an extra 500 when they land on free parking because they rolled doubles or something, only to take an extra two grand when your thimble lands there. Because, deep down, 
Everyone knows you're a liar, and you'd rather ruin a fun family holiday than admit you can't win without cheating. One of the things I admired about RBG was her friendship with Justice Scalia. Despite their vast political differences, Ginsburg broadly serving as a feminist defending equal rights for private individuals, and Scalia believing we must adhere to each and every word ascribed to parchment in 1787 so that we can live out the original American dream of eating porridge, getting dysentery, and sending letters by horse, they respected each other as friends and colleagues. They even shared an affinity for the opera, a trait even more rare than cooperation for a country that counts streaming Ed Sheeran more than any other artist on Spotify as an appreciation for the arts. Even though they saw eye to eye on next to nothing as colleagues, they were able to coexist. Just like that bumper sticker that's lowering the value of your car recommends. I think that's what's so disappointing about this rush to jam through a new justice before the next president's elected. Like a cruise ship buffet patron scarfing down as much shrimp and steak as they can before the dining area is closed by a norovirus outbreak. It's not because we're likely to replace a person who kept a pocket constitution in her handbag with someone who probably keeps a pistol in her Birkin. It's that one of this country's two political parties refuses to even pretend that they're on the same page as the other. Members of the Republican Party won't even call their opponents by their actual name, the Democratic Party, opting instead for the pejorative Democrat Party because it ends in rat or something. As if a donkey is much better to begin with, but at least rats and donkeys are native to the United States, unlike elephants, unless it's alluding to our persistent obesity crisis, but look. Stealing the seat of one Supreme Court justice, only to use the same exact circumstance to justify filling a second precedent be damned, is bad faith, also known as evangelical, a state of mind through which you trade your so-called principles for an extra sip of wine or a bite of that little cracker. The United States should be a place of cooperation. If I wanted to live in a country dictated by minority rule for a generation by a band of sore losers, I'd emigrate to Margaritaville. One of Ginsburg's dying wishes was to not be replaced on the court until the next president takes office. A request as likely to be honored as that Southwest Airlines drink coupon that's been in your wallet since 1994. Which is why I think the best way to honor her legacy would be to expand the size of the court should the Democratic Party take power in January. This isn't court packing, filling the audience for the magic show with plants that pretend the guy guessed their card. This is blowing into the cartridge and hitting the reset button on the Nintendo that's been blinking red for the past decade. If Republicans don't want to play by the rules, the rules they themselves set, Democrats have to demonstrate that they're also willing to flip the board in the interest of restoring some semblance of fairness, requiring both parties to pick up their pieces together if they want to start playing again. Adding two seats to the court or expanding statehood to D.C. or Puerto Rico aren't extreme measures. It's grabbing the steering wheel from the drunk driver in an attempt to swerve back into the correct lane. Otherwise, if nothing changes, despite a change of power next year, one first street northeast will continue to resemble what it looks like at this very moment. A Supreme Court missing justice. And now it's time for the O.J. Simpson Twitter update. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter, Twitter world. world. This is me, yours truly. Yours truly. My guest today is Raleigh Davis, the host of the Dogs of War podcast, a Cleveland Browns fan podcast, and the creator of At Angry Browns Fans, the greatest Browns-specific Instagram meme account known to man. Raleigh, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me here today. On Thursday, 
OJ shared his thoughts on Cleveland Browns running back Nick Chubb. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Well, you know, the other day I made a comment about something that had to be done in Cleveland. I don't know what it is, but something smelled, and some hard decisions got to be made there. Last year, Nick Chubb was the second leading rusher in the NFL, almost 1,500 yards, five yards a carry. Yet, they opened the season, and he carries the ball 10 times, and Kareem Hunt, a great football player, carries the ball 13 times. For my money, Nick Chubb is probably the second best pure running back as far as running the ball uh, in the game. He's one guy that I know can score, and he's done it from anywhere on the football field. How does this guy only get 10 carries? This man is as a running back, he's great, but he keeps getting disrespected, and I don't get it. I'm just saying. Raleigh, what do you think about what OJ had to say? I think OJ was right in many respects in that Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the league. I don't think he's being disrespected necessarily. Running backs, they don't have a long shelf life this year. If you run him way too many times, you're going to run him into the ground. Uh, we have another fantastic running back in Kareem Hunt. Both of those guys, as long as they both get their touches, I think the longevity of both players will increase and the glory will go to the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about OJ? He's a murderer. That's this week's OJ Simpson Twitter update. Raleigh, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me on again, Mr. Ott. And that's the latest, written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott. OJ Simpson Twitter update produced by Christy Forsh. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts. Amazon does podcasts now. They were free before and they, they're they free now on Amazon. With your, It's a prime benefit. Uh, uh, latestpod.com for transcripts and all that. At underscore Greg Ott. Yeah, right. See you soon. And by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean you'll be hearing me soon. And by hearing me soon, I mean you'll soon be hearing me do another episode of this podcast. 